hey everybody, what's going on? I really wanted to open this week with something funny, but we got to talk about some serious stuff this week. Unfortunately, we got to talk about some very serious stuff. Uh, first and foremost, the vampire one this week. So, what does that mean for you? What does that mean for me? What does it mean for the vampire? Well, the vampire has declared that they are going to bite Alvin Kamara. So, Kamara will be joining the vampires team as soon as week five is in the books, which should be after. Tonight's game, uh, we are currently recording the podcast at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, like we typically do. Um, that is going to sting for anybody who still has to play the vampires. So the, the people who skirted away scot-free are anybody and only one person, uh, actually nobody. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's literally nobody because weeks 1 through 4 will repeat who they played uh, in weeks 11 through 14. So... Sorry to all of you guys week one through four. You're going to have to play uh, without Kamara on the team. The next kind of groovy thing about this is the Vampire is now facing a bunch of people with the bye weeks. And so, yes, the people who did play the Vampire early in the year, you do have a little bit of what I would think would be an advantage because um, you will at least be more at full strength than you would be past those bye weeks. And that's, I think the bye weeks end week 12. So if you're, if you're after that fact, then you're in much better shape. Um, but if you are before, and, and again, and all of this could change on a dime because we just don't know what COVID is going to do to these bye weeks. They may even add another weekend to the end of the year. So that's certainly crazy. I know that uh, four other owners had a bad week. I mean, I lost on literally the last play of the game, which we'll get into later uh, as Ryan joins us for the podcast. But compared to losing Alvin Kamara, there's no complaint from me. I mean, it's a tough loss and I'm going to be sitting in ninth place, but good God, I would rather that loss than lose the vampire and i have yet to play the vampire too so this is not good news for me it's not good news for a lot of people um don't hit your panic buttons yet they still suck uh but they're just a little bit better now um okay hans molman loses to the mucky muck 173 to 131 i'm not sure i saw that big of a, a swing happening um some promising things cream hunt really does look like the real deal on that offense and he is now the focal point um, so that's good. Brett's just got a lot of depth on his team, and these guys are performing well. So aside from depth, the starters are putting up numbers. Um, now we got Camper Dude and Pontiac Bandits. Remember, like, two weeks ago we thought Pontiac Bandits needed to come back down to earth? Well, they have. In two weeks here, uh, Ryan has scored just over 100 points. So he's 107 this week, and then the prior week to that he was, I don't know, less points than I think 97. I didn't think he broke 100. Um, so Pontiac Bandits is now going to be 3-2. and two. Brett will be in first place, it looks like, after this. Mick is going to be tied for first place. Uh, and, and now those are going to be our only teams in first place. Uh, Ryan's going to be tied for second with Jeff. Uh, and I think that's going to be it for second. Then in, in third is Galus. Uh, and this is the year and Wakanda Forever, uh, who will be 3-2. and two. Um, So, yeah, so they'll be, they'll be in... Tied for second, I guess, at that point. Andy will be tied for second. Um, and then Shaquille Appeal and Jackie Daytona are sort of in a league of their own because I'm going to be one and four, tied with the Vampire for last place. Peel will have a leg up on that. Um, so there's a lot of implications happening as early as week five here. Um, there have been a few injuries to note this week, but I don't think there's anything that we really are going to want to cover here on the podcast today. Um, since since Ryan is on it, it does go for 
uh, 40 minutes, I figured I would let you guys kind of enjoy that as much as possible without me rambling on here about how the week is going to look here. Um, the week five recap is going to be very short. Uh, jumping into week six here, I just want to go over a few things. Things obviously changed every week, right? Like, so um, I made a few trades this week from when I did the podcast to what actually happened. Um, but let's dive into some of the matchups for next week in week six here. Um, my matchup of the week for this week is going to be Shaquille O'Peel and Mucky Muck. Um, in this particular matchup, Mucky Muck has uh, Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller on a bye, which is going to put him at a disadvantage because he's going to have to drop two people off of the bench. Um, I think Peel will win this game because he's going to be at full strength. Um, you got Green Bay coming out of their bye that week, and, uh, you know, Joe Mixon has uh, Indianapolis, so he'll get stuff. But uh, more notably, with the Dalvin Cook injury, there was a trade that was made that gave some depth to Peel. So he has Alexander Madison. So it's really not going to affect him as much um, as Dalvin Cook not playing. So he can just slot him right in and play him. Um, and it looks like they're going rest to rest Dalvin Cook through the bye week, which is a smart thing to do. Um, DK Metcalf is on a bye. Um there's a few other guys, but yeah, I, I would take Peel in that matchup for sure. Um, then moving on past the matchup of the week, we're going to go into Camperdude and Hans Molman. So Camperdude's sitting pretty here, and Hans Molman has the tight end position on a bye. So now, if you know, we have two teams that we're talking about already that have a tight end need uh, through this week. So the waivers are going to be hitting the tight end position pretty hard, and it is scarce. That landscape sucks. I want almost nothing to do with any of the tight ends that are there because you're really just picking up a guy that's breathing at that point to make sure that they have hands and might catch two of three passes and hope that one of them goes in the end zone so you can put up a few more points than the next guy. But, um, yeah, I think I think uh, Camper Dude has the advantage in this matchup just solely because they don't have any buys here other than the defense. So um, Kareem Hunt is also playing Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh has absolutely shut down the running back position. And then Miles Sanders is playing Baltimore, too, which has been pretty lights out against the running back position. So I, I think Jeff is at more of a disadvantage in this matchup than Mick is. Miles um, Gaskin is playing the Jets. Ronald Jones is going to be playing Green Bay, whose uh, run defense is bad. The only thing to really note for the Ronald Jones thing is the uncertainty if he is going to be the starter and hold that position now that Fournette looks like he's healthy. Uh, Fournette was listed as doubtful in the last matchup, but then ended up being activated in an emergency situation. So um, I'm not sure where Amari Cooper's been with Andy Dalton helming the the quarterback spot now in Dallas after that terrible Dak Prescott injury. Uh, I would say that I think Amari Cooper will have better days ahead than he has had, but uh, I don't know. It's a lot of mouths to feed in an offense like that. Uh, Allen Robinson, the Bears get the Panthers this week, and their their defense has not been as bad as I thought that they were. But I think that they kind of carve them up this week because both we we all as Bears fans want that to happen, and I also think that there's been something in the water in Carolina that is no longer going to be there after this week. So I th- I predict that he has a good game. Moving on, Pontiac Bandits has himself a matchup with the Vampire, and I'm not scared about this one. Um, Alvin Kamara is going to swing the tide in in their favor a little bit, and it looks like they're probably going to end up starting Chase Edmonds too, which I think is a really smart play. Um, but wide receiver position, Jamin Crowder, Darius Slayton, both very serviceable guys, but Calvin Ridley, Kenny Galladay are the better pair. Um, 
Clyde Edwards Hilaire is going to be playing uh, Buffalo. Buffalo's got a really stout defense. Raheem Mostert is back. Aaron Jones is also back. Um, so you, you know, and he's got Pittsburgh's defense. I, Kyler Murray, I just think you have to go with the odds in that. But uh, good for Blood Brothers for tacking on that win. And then Alvin Kamara, obviously going to be a very viable asset to that offense moving forward. Uh, sorry, Jake. And, uh, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you. Uh, all right, so then we got this is the year in Galus's Gents. Um, I'm going to actually go with Galus's Gents this week on week six just because the buys are hitting uh, this year pretty – this is the year pretty hard. And I don't know what this is the year. I don't know what Jake is going to do for that running back vacancy that they have. Uh, he's got Russell Wilson on a bye this week, so he'll have to fill in a quarterback position. But uh, Latavius Murray and Michael Thomas are also on a bye this week. Um, I guess you're probably going to have to slot in maybe Adrian Peterson or James White. I would personally do James White because of the PPR implications that he has there. Uh, but that's that's his RB2 now. That's Jake's RB2 is James White. Uh, and that's why we talk about the running back landscape this year is so bad. Um, it's, it's surprisingly bad this year. So everybody is sort of impacted by this. And... Uh, yeah, I think I think I'm gonna go with Galus's Gents this week. Um, Josh Allen is is uh, playing Kansas City, so he's gonna to need to throw the ball a bit. He's gonna be able to run. DJ Chark gets a very awful Detroit defense. Uh, Stefan Diggs, obviously, also in Buffalo, should be the recipient of a good Josh Allen game on uh, Monday Night Football. Um, I'm not sure about the Zach Moss play. I mean, this is just like, why don't we just play all of Buffalo's teams for Galus's Gents here and see where things land. Uh, you got Tyler Higby. Okay, sure. Hunter Renfro is on a bye this week, but I wouldn't play him regardless. Um, and then there's there's uh, Melvin Gordon will be back. Julio Jones should be back. Uh, hopefully, if they're not going to keep him out through, uh, you know, another. I mean, he's got a couple more weeks before the bye, so I wouldn't wouldn't risk that. I think they need Julio back as quickly as possible. Christian McCaffrey may be coming back. I think it's too early for him to be activated off IR and play in Week Six, but I think he's targeting more of a Week Eight return. Um, so, yeah, that's the matchup there. And then uh, the last matchup of the week is going to be Wakanda Forever versus Jackie Daytona. I don't even know why I picked myself to win anymore. I did it two weeks straight, and uh, I certainly had been picking myself, obviously. If I had to pick myself, I'd, I would be undefeated all year, right? But this week, I think I do have Andy. Dak Prescott injury is going to hurt. Keenan Allen is also hurt and in a bye. Um, and then uh, his kicker, Will Lutz. I don't have any buys. My team is at full strength. By full strength, I mean we're going to be parting ways with Matt Ryan, that official announcement to come very shortly. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is getting Dallas, who's been atrocious this year. Tyreek Hill will be going up against Buffalo. Always a threat to break away a big play. James Robinson gets a very bad Jacksonville defense. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is going to be going up another very bad defense in Cincinnati. George Kittle is going to be getting the Rams. I don't know what to make. I mean, I think he's still the tight end number two on the season, so um, I like the matchup, but I'm not thrilled about it. The Rams have been a pretty good defense. Um, and then as far as the wide receiver, or as the flex position goes, I think I'll be throwing in Devontae Parker there because they're playing the Jets, and uh, I just need to shove it down Adam Gase's throat. Um, the only other thing I might be doing is maybe putting in Tyler Boyd. So we'll, we'll play around with it a little bit and see how that flex position goes, but that's the beauty of the flex spot. Uh, so I'm going to pick myself to win in this matchup. Like I said, um, just uh, a few buys for Andy, a few positions to have to fill. Um, Andy is now sitting on two very notable IRs for the season with Dak Prescott and Nick Chubb. So injuries are starting to pile up and impact that team. 
uh, especially with Keenan Allen both being on a bye and hurting his back last night in Monday Night Football. So, okay, now on to the fun part. So uh, Ryan and I were trying to figure out what it was that we wanted to go over. Do we want to go over recap of the week? Do we want to go over week six? We ended up doing a little bit of both. We recap week five a bit, and then we also uh, talk about some studly players in each team, which seems to be a recurring theme, but... Uh, I think with the vampire win, we did want to honor them a little bit and go with if we were the vampire who we would be targeting on each individual team. So uh, enjoy this reunion of the two Wildcat announcers back in the saddle again for the first time. This is literally the first time that these two studs have been able to talk about sports in a media capacity. So we're very grateful for the return we do wish that Pia was able to join us, and by we, I mean nine other or eight other people, I'm sure, wished that Pia was able to join this week, but he was not. We will never talk about the games again that happened this week, so please enjoy, without further ado, uh, Ryan and mine segment uh, regarding vampires and what they're going to do for each team if we had them. I don't know. It's just some fun shit we decided to do. Let me actually pull up teams this week, and then we can kind of go over Oh my God, the uh, Jake losing last night, I think is the news of the week. That's the most brutal thing that I've had. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And just how it, how it happened. So like, like just kept on like just keeping his hopes up like with the overtime. Like it could have happened. He could have scored at the end of the game. He could have oh yeah. Overtime. Yeah. I had to watch the whole thing. Yeah, especially, I mean, Alvin Kamara even like underperformed too, didn't he? Oh yeah. Yeah, what did he get last night? He was at... I'm looking at your game. He did 19 points. Yeah, and that's underperformed for Alvin Kamara. Yeah, I would I would respectfully take those numbers from any running back on my team right now. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean it's more more points than both my running backs combined last week. So yeah, well, what are you gonna do? That's fantasy. That's a frustrating part. Uh, I mean, like we were talking about earlier, I lost. What's that? So you're gonna hear Ada crying in the background the whole time here. Oh, that's fine. I I can't hear it actually. I, I me lose. I I'm devastated. Like I'm honestly actually very devastated. Losing yeah. to DK Metcalf in the last second of a game was <laughs> atrocious. Yeah, that's heartbreaking. Yeah, everyone feels really bad for you. No, I don't think anyone feels bad for me. I'm gonna be one in four in this league, and and I'm. And then I think the worst part about all this is that I'm gonna be tied with the vampire. Yeah, I mean, uh, in the point- I actually think I'm tenth. I think a vampire might have more points than me. That's the scary part. No, they're not gonna. No, yeah, they're a hundred points behind you. Yeah. But. Yeah, I've had a lot of points scored against me, but I think this week that's gonna come back down to earth because people didn't really put up big numbers. So, and he deserved to win that game honestly because he had Deontay Johnson got injured and Dalvin Cook both got injured in that game. You know what lost the game for me was fucking Matt Ryan putting up yeah. eight points. Yeah, I mean that's embarrassing. He's I think they're done. I think Atlanta's done. They just fired uh Dan Quinn, right? Yeah. They fired Dan Quinn, but I think they're still I think they're still done. They have no idea what they're doing. Uh Matt Ryan's is like a completely different quarterback without Julio in there. Yeah, I I think that's true. I mean Calvin Ridley put up a goose egg two weeks ago, right? Yeah. No, Calvin Calvin also needs Julio. Julio's like the inspiration for Atlanta. You know, I have a th- I have a theory too. Um about when you have a top guy that's out, the next guy gets doubled. It's not even really a theory. We see it all the time. Like 
Look at Philadelphia. Zach Ertz is a perfect example. There's there's no Deshaun Jackson. There's no Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, their Wookiee right wide receiver is out for the year. They just double, triple team him. That's that's yeah. all that happens. And I mean, that's you you can do that because he should be in blocking with how beat up their offensive line is. Right. But when he does go out in, in like to run a route, they can just put two guys on him, and the other three guys rushing are going to get to the quarterback because Swiss cheese block for him. It's, it's embarrassing. Yeah, it's it's not a good situation there. Well, um, thanks for joining today. That. Uh, Oh, we're recording? Yeah, I mean, come on now. You knew I was recording because we had to get this whole Zoom thing set up with a recording. Um, yeah, I think I think most people wanted Peel to join, so I was a little grateful that it wasn't going to be Peel this week, but we could certainly rip into the law. I was devastated. I, I was absolutely devastated. That would have been a content. I, I mean, I, I know you guys jab each other back and forth on fantasy, and – I mean, that is the most brutal way to, to lose a fantasy event is literally on the last play of the game. This is, this is his payback because I don't know if you remember, I, uh, the, the first year that I won the league, I think was 2013. That's when I had Devonta Freeman. I think I picked him up off free agency. And that was like the most ridiculous year any running back has ever had. And uh, Peel and I were playing in the uh, semifinal before the championship. And he had... I think he had Alshon Jeffrey and Matt Forte. And I just had Jay Cutler. So <laughs> what needed to happen for the game was Jay Cutler had to throw to anybody for a touchdown that wasn't those two players. And it happened. And it was amazing. <laughs> now fast forward to 2020, and I am on the opposite end of that. Not in a championship game, so I don't know if it's as heartbreaking as that, but I get the pain I, that I put this man through for seven years running after something like that. Yeah. So. I mean, it's still a big game. It's eight versus nine. You know, he keeps you back in ninth place, right? Yeah. Right next to the vampire where you could be. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm personally just happy for the kid. You know, he, he made, uh, he made the right moves, played the people he need to play just to beat you by, you know, six points. Yeah. And DJ Metcalf looking like the top receiver on Seattle, just, doing what he needs to do, actually running all the way into the end zone this time with the ball. I mean, you know, it's, it's the right thing to do just to, just to take you down. I looked at next gen stats before uh, we, we fired this up. Cause it was something I was going to talk about. They have DK Metcalf as WR one now overall in, in rest of season rankings for PPR. They have DK Metcalf as number one. And I don't know that I'm going to disagree with that. They had, they also had Calvin Ridley up there at one point. Yeah. He's come back down to earth a little bit, but he still Calvin Ridley sits at like number five or six. I mean, it, it's it's just tough. Is is Seattle going to keep on throwing the ball like they are right now? I mean, they've been so run heavy in the past few years. Like, Russ is you know the best quarterback in the league right now. The way he's playing, it's and obnoxious. Yeah. If he continues to do that and they continue to let him throw the ball, I, I mean, he could be. I mean, he's definitely top three. Um, so I, I could see him being a one wide receiver. So so like hit or miss every game. I mean, there's not really one guy who you can rely on to put up 20 points a week like you can with tomorrow like, yeah there's wide receivers are just going to have those fluky games where they don't get targeted or they get doubled or, um the quarterback plays poorly um, you would normally you would normally think that'd be the case with somebody like michael thomas but he hasn't even stepped foot on the field at all this year yeah and he, then Devonte adams who was also injured for several games too he usually puts up a lot of good numbers yeah, those those two guys, I guess that's fair. Especially Michael Thomas, he's in like a league of his own when he's actually on yeah. the uh, on the field. And uh, for him to not play last night, 
and to for, for like personal reasons apparently got in like a fist fight with a teammate oh he didn't get to a fist fight he he threw a punch he just straight up threw a punch and that was that <laughs> so single punch is what yeah. is what cost jake his game i mean it's yeah just, it's, it's heartbreaking yeah. If I was the vampire, though, I will say I I know they have receivers, so it's Jamison Crowder's been playing a great year, and they they have him, and and that's that's a that's a jealousy pick they have for sure. But if I was if I was him, I would have almost had a spite just taking Michael Thomas because Jake held on to him all this time, and then when he does come back, they'll just take him right from him. So like, hey, thanks for rostering my receiver for the year. I appreciate the extra Thank slot. Yeah. Yeah. I, but there, I mean, they had two receivers put up over. 20 points this week. I know, I know. Clayton and Jameson Crowder. I mean, so they're set. I mean, getting nine points from their running backs is just a, a recipe for losing. So, I mean, you have to take Alvin Kamara. In that oh, game. yeah. There's no question that that team definitely needs a running back. Um, every, every team needs Alvin Kamara. Every team needs a running back right now. They're so few and far between. Yeah. I mean, this... should, we just, should we go through and talk about who we would vampire from, like, each – each team. Uh, listen, guy, I'm the host here. I'll direct the Come conversation. Let, okay. Let me talk. Let me talk. <laughs> I know that's the topic that you wanted to go over today. So, um, yeah, in in light of a vampire victory, I think that that would be a fun little topic for us. They, they should be obvious choices, honestly. But I I do want to start with something fun, just to to take it off the board. If you were the vampire, and you had to vampire our current vampire. Who would you take from their team first? Do you know who you would take um, from? I don't think you you looked at that. Who would be the guy that you'd take? No, from? I didn't look. Um, I mean, Jameson Crowder is like a legit wide receiver this year. Isn't he's he? so underappreciated in fantasy. Yeah, he missed two weeks for injury, but he's put up nothing less than 17 points in a game. Yeah, I mean, he's he's doing really well. I, I think it would have to be him. Um, yeah. He's well. like New York's only threat, too. I mean yeah. – that maybe Jamison Crowder is what's keeping Adam Gase the job. I, I don't know how they got Baltimore on their team either. I mean, like, I'm not going to vampire defense, but Baltimore right. 20, 20 plus points for them. That that hurts. I mean, who's who's putting Baltimore out there on the the waiver wire for, for them to grab? I yeah, I, I would agree with that. I would I would probably have to say Jamison Crowder. Although if I was picking today, I would I would be vamping Chase Edmonds for sure. If I'm if I'm Arizona, I'm worried about how Kenyon Drake has played and looked. He had 18 touches for like 50-some yards. And Chase Edmonds, I think, had eight or nine touches for like 92 this yeah. past week. So he's just doing more with his opportunities, and he deserves more looks. And Arizona's got to start changing some some things up. I mean, they they won pretty handily this week. You know, they, they needed to, but they looked straight up bad the two weeks yeah. before that in those losses. I mean, they, they need to change something up. Kenyon Drake has always just been like boring to me. Like he, he's that guy. Like in my in my mind, he still plays in Miami. He doesn't <laughs> do like oh. I, I just I don't see him doing anything in Arizona. Uh, Arizona is supposed to be this whole like air raid offense too. You know, they're yeah. supposed to be just designed to throw this whole time. Kyler Murray, um, he's I mean like he's not having great games, but he's just getting a lot of yards because they're they're just throwing with that offense. So I, right. I, I mean Chase Edmonds, I think would be. A decent pick, but I just I don't really want a running back on Arizona when they're just designed to throw. So I, I think Jameson Crowder is still the guy I would go for. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to argue that. I I still think Chase Edmonds for me because I I still think when Arizona does throw to a running back, they're going to throw to Chase Edmonds and um, <clears throat> with the opportunities that he should be getting, 
it's true. It's possible he emerges as, as a top guy in an offense that a lot of people selected Kenyon Drake, even in our draft, I, I think he went for high forties or low fifties. Yeah, that was, so I mean, he, that was, they were thinking that Arizona was going to be like a premier offense, like the right. Chiefs. They were going to be performing on like that level is what everyone was saying. Yeah. I was really high on Kenyon Drake the past two years, but this year, uh, definitely not so much. Okay, let's move on to the the next probably funny one to move on to, uh, Jake's team, right? <laughs> but let's also pretend like Alvin Kamara is not on the team anymore because technically he is not uh, a part of this is the year. Yeah, I mean, he's not – yeah, it's, it's tough. I mean, it's salt in the wounds right now. Um, I don't – yeah, I, I can't imagine what Jake's going through. <laughs> I, I mean, this guy's season has just been – just with, with Michael Thomas being hurt just the whole time, not really playing. Uh, and then to, to have him do, do this and like not play in this game and, and Jake really lose uh, be, because of that. I mean, it's just, it's awful. You hate to see that. Right. And now he's going to lose Alvin Kamara because of it. I, I, I don't, that's devastating. Yeah. I, I think the window of opportunity to trade Odell Beckham is kind of closed up. I don't think after that 38-point week he's going to come anywhere close to that because Cleveland wants to run the ball. So I know that that wouldn't be my selection left. I would actually – I would take James Conner in this one. I don't know if you actually picked – you didn't say anybody. Yeah, no, I mean – <laughs> You heard the question. I would try to take Kamara um, if I But could. he's not there, Ryan. He's gone. He's been vamp- – he's been bitten. He's dead. He's dead. <laughs> he's but going, going back to how Jake lost that game. Oh, yeah, yeah, please, please. That. Did you were you watching the game and like I don't know about you but that full drive in, in the fourth quarter I was like oh. all right he just needs to do a little dink pass to Kamara here yeah it gets to, like gets the points that he needs and he gets to keep them and then like they kept on driving the downfield and like not throwing the ball to Kamara not throwing the ball to Kamara and then I'm like all right well it could go into overtime and then if it goes into overtime he's still got a shot and like the guy hits the upright misses and so this whole time I'm like I'm pulling for Jake I'm pulling for Jake yeah. And like even after they made the field goal, I'm going through like doing what everyone does in fantasy. Like, all right, we just need A, B, and C to happen. I have a chance. Yeah. And I was doing that for Jake. And I just uh The thing is, um I I would try not to talk about other leagues in this, but you and I experienced that last night with the A, B, and C thing, right? Yeah. So like yeah. we we would have won in that league because we were uh Keenan Allen and Drew Brees were the only two left. We had a we had a pretty steady lead going into that game. And then that guy is probably like, we just need Keenan Allen to get injured and Drew Brees to put up 20 points and we'll win this game. And that's exactly what happened. And honestly, week five has been atrocious for a lot of reasons. Yeah, it seems so, to always work out for other people. Nobody wants to hear about your other fantasy team, though. So No, it. no. So who would you take from Jake's team? Uh, Jake's team. Let's look at this. Um, I mean, Russ is, Russell Wilson is unreal. Uh, yeah. I would I would love to have that consistent performance. I'd, I'd have to go with Michael Thomas. I mean, he's going to be healthy, right? And you like you have to think he's he's going to perform at that same level. Um, he's he's just like the best athlete in the receiver spot in the NFL, yeah. right? And I don't see why he wouldn't come in and do that. I I would I would probably take James Conner just because of the running back landscape. But I, I that'd be stupid of me to do over Michael Thomas. It's just the performance for Connor is there after week one and Michael Thomas is still, I mean, what when Michael Thomas played week one and he didn't look fantastic, right? Like he didn't look great. I wonder if he... oh, New Orleans has looked bad. I, they, they like turned it on last night for the, the last half and played like they could, but they, they've looked mediocre. Drew Brees is looking old. 
Um, yeah, I just you know they're they're not they're not the team they used to be. But I still think Michael Thomas has a lot left in the tank, and he just needs to stay on the field, and he's going to get some guaranteed points. But they always seem to do well on Monday Night Football. I don't I don't ever remember them having like this amazing noon game on a Sunday or just during yeah. prime time they they show off. Um, I thought it was going to be boring last night. Like I, I was getting ready to turn the game off when it was like twenty to three. Yeah, New Orleans just decided to play football again, so that was fun. Um, all right, so who would you go for? All right, so your pick would be Michael Thomas on that one. Yeah. So you yeah. got Jameson Crowder and Michael Thomas would be your two vampire picks yeah. off those two teams. Receiver heavy, you know. Okay, well, I mean that's what you do in drafts every year, and it seems to work out for you. Hey, hey, I noticed you've traded your entire running back core to get wide receivers, so maybe maybe you're thinking the same thing. You know, I didn't trade my entire running back core to get wide receivers. <laughs> Saquon Barkley decided to ruin my 2020 fantasy football year. I'm, de- I'm still devastated. Uh, let, all right, moving on. So we don't have to talk about me anymore. Let's move on to Galus's gents. Uh, who would you be taking on this team? I mean, that one's, that one's hands down. Christian McCaffrey. It's gotta yeah. be. The, the guy is he's, he's potentially playing next week. I really hope he is. I'm sick of seeing Michael Davis put up 30 points with Brett. Um, for some isn't it Michael Davis? Something Davis. I don't know. Mike Davis. Mike Davis. Mike Davis. Yeah. The guy. The guy should be on the bench, and he's putting up thirty points a week. Um, and now you have to ask yourself, like, is like, is can anyone do this performance in Carolina? Is Mike I? Yeah. Good? Like Mike I don't da- know. Remember the Bears thought Mike Davis was so good they had to pay him this big contract, and then traded him. And now Mike Davis is full con like full podcast talking about the Bears overpaying people. Oh my um, god! But yeah. No, anything the Bears front office does, I think actually discredits that. So maybe he's not good. I would agree with that. Actually, ESPN was talking earlier this year about, um, I think Field Yates was saying, you know, Mike Davis was good enough that they that they gave him this big contract in Chicago. And then Matt Berry was like, well, listen, if we're going to go based off what Chicago pays people, then Tariq Cohen should be a top seven running back in the league. Like, we're not going to do that, Field. So, yeah, no, I, I think yeah. it discredits anything. No, I, I would I would certainly agree with that. Yeah, I don't think I can disagree with you on that. McCaffrey would have to be the guy, right? Like, I, the only other person I think that I would want to take on his team is maybe like Josh Allen, but I would never take Josh Allen over McCaffrey. No, it'd be hard to vampire QB. I mean, in this league, the the point differential compared to the guy that you're picking up off the off the waiver wire isn't going to be that much. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, all right, so since that one is so easy, let's move on to Andy's team and think about who we would vamp there. We're we're definitely not going to uh, vamp Dak Prescott. I mean. That can't happen unless this was maybe like a dynasty. Uh, but he is. That I, so I didn't actually see it. I was like listening to uh, Red Zone, uh, like you over, over my it. headphones, I, and they it just sounded like they kept on replaying it over and over again. Uh, I don't want to see it. I, I feel really bad for the guy. Uh, yeah. That I mean, like to even compound it more to have it happen in like a contract year for him, um, just really sucks. He's been holding out. He's been trying to get like good money. And I just don't think that's going to happen to, for him now. I, like you would kind of hope that they do the right things, but it's Jerry Jones. He's just definitely not going to do the right thing. So yeah. um, I think they're going to franchise tag him again. I, I'm hoping that he gets back quickly and it's not like an Alex Smith type story where we're talking about him two years from now. Oh, it's such a tremendous comeback, but um, yeah, really feel for the guy. It, it sucks. Um you know, at least with QB, you know, bring it back to fantasy with QB being banged up, you can go out there, you can find a decent replacement on the waiver wire. I think Teddy Bridgewater was out there. I was, I had him on my team for like a hot second last week when I thought Arizona wasn't going to play. Yeah. Um, 
and you know he put up some good points. He's he's pretty consistent. So yeah, uh, you know, not to talk about what I would do if I were Andy, but if I were stealing players from him, um, I, I'd have to go with Derrick Henry. You know, the guy's a beast. Uh, Tennessee loves to run the ball. Uh, he, they just haven't been playing football lately. They might play tonight. Hopefully, they do. They they um, are definitely playing tonight. The news the news did break like uh, an hour or two ago that they are um, definitely going to be playing tonight. Nice. That's good. That's good. Um, yeah. uh, you know, Tennessee just needs to figure out how to take care of like COVID and stop stop you know passing around to the entire team. But pretty soon their whole team's going to have immunity to it and they'll be fine the rest of the season. So maybe that's their strategy. Yeah, I think maybe they did go into the year because they they uh, there was that report talking about how there was a quote unquote secret, but not really a secret to not wear masks in the the Titans facility. Like it was a unspoken agreement that they were going to kind of ignore the mask policy, but not really talk about it. And I'm dead serious about that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I would I would agree with you. Um, the guy's got like an average of 23 touches a game, even so far this season in the short sample he's played. But last year we know what he was capable of. So I would definitely do that. I would want to piss Andy off and I would almost want to take Devin Singletary because he thinks that he has such a hidden gem in that guy. And yeah, he loves Buffalo. I don't know what it is. Like Devin Singletary is not so great. He's consistent. Sure. But he's not the greatest thing since sliced bread. He's Devin Singletary. Like Zach Moss still exists and, Josh Allen still takes from that guy's floor. So I, I don't know, but I want to take him because Andy's so high on that guy. I just want Andy that's, to do that's that. true. I guess, yeah, part of it with Vampire, like they were saying, they're probably not, not going to make the playoffs. Although I do think they could go on a run here um, and, and they still could pull it off, but you know, they're kind of just cheering for chaos at this point in time. So I think, I think so. You, yeah. You're going for just hitting Andy in the heart, I think is the right move as a vampire. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Um, what what do you think the worst week to play the vampire would be? Do you think do you think the guys that have them in the front four and then the back four have it worse, or do you think the guys that have it in the middle of the season have it worse? I think, I think the middle of the season just with buys and injuries and stuff. But you're you're gonna you could be facing a team that's missing their top two guys for for injuries or buys. So I think it's just the middle of the week. The the vampire is just putting their team together based on that week. They don't have to worry about what their team looks like the next week. Um, right. Not, they don't have any loyalty to any guys they didn't draft anyone they didn't overspend on anyone so they can really just build a squad for that week to perform now granted you're doing it with table scraps but right. um, well, it's, a ten, it's a 10-person league so technically everybody that does make up their roster would have likely been rostered on other teams yeah no i mean they're doing and, and like they're they're putting up legitimate points i would have lost to the vampire the last two weeks so yeah me too uh, me you know too. It, it's just it's one of those things where they've been doing a great job monitoring the waiver wire picking people up and I, 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 I'm a little nervous. I, don't, I haven't looked as you know far ahead as when I play them, but I'm, I'm not excited about it. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the middle weeks would be the worst. I'm, I'm playing them in week nine, and I'm not happy about that because the buys that all happen during those middle weeks. And then that's also the end of all not, – it's not the end of all the bye weeks, but it's the end of all the players that don't repeat. So he could pick up maybe two more guys before I face him, and then that would be – yeah. That would be pretty pretty scary at that point. But I would not like to be the people in the back half of the season either. Even though you're at full strength, like if they dominate the bye weeks, that's yeah, very- it could be a problem. It could be a problem for all of us. Yeah, it could be. But we voted for this. <laughs> Someone did. I don't. I don't I, know who. Yeah, you know, you did. You know, I did. <laughs> they were like number three on my priority list. I should have put it as like fifth. I, I didn't was- put, like so many people were just like, yeah, we'll put it at like three. Or- whatever it's not gonna win this was definitely number one on my list it sounded like the biggest shakeup, and i think we needed that um 
All right, so let's move on to uh, your own team. Um, who would be the guy that you would take from your own team if you were the vampire? If I were them, I would take like Le'Veon Bell or yeah. Josh Freeman. Okay. Um, th- those are two studs on my team that I wouldn't like, you know, I'd be devastated. We don't, we don't do a video podcast, so people they, cannot see the shit-eating grin on your face right now, <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> oh, oh, that's not how it works? No, no. Um, <laughs> we're not on YouTube yet. So I, it'd be a toss-up for me. I'd, I'd probably go with Aaron Jones, to be honest. Aaron Jones is uh, the most consistent running back on my team. I was hoping that would be CEH, but he's been a little disappointing the last few weeks. Hasn't been getting as many uh, as many touches, and they're not really playing him in the red zone. Uh, Aaron Jones is, is a monster in Green Bay. He's putting up 20-plus points a game. He's getting uh, receptions. He's getting carries. So I'd have to go with him. Calvin Ridley is also like he's a consistent wide receiver, but that that goose egg just I don't know. It scares me. It hurts. It, it hurt me, uh, you know, physically and mentally uh, to, to like watch that because um, I wanted to bash my head into the table because um, he he just literally did not get a single reception. So, but he got targeted a few times, right? He got targeted four times and only one of them was a catchable ball. Um, but they still count him as targets if it's like thrown in his direction. But, right. Yeah. Matt Ryan, I, I'm speaking firsthand, having rostered Matt Ryan the whole year, he had two great weeks. He was putting up high thirties in week one. And those, I think I lost, I mean, I definitely, I lost both those weeks there. Um, Cause uh, Barkley put up six points week one and then 12 and they got hurt during the bears game. But yeah, Matt Ryan has not looked good at all this year. So. Uh, yeah, I, see, I am surprised, though, honestly, because I really thought CEH was going to be doing a lot better than he was doing. But, I mean, look at the defenses that he's faced, right? Houston is when he got the most points of the year, and Houston's a terrible um, defense against the run. He put up 25 attempts, 140 yards, and a touchdown, basically. And then after that, he's 10, 20, 16, 10, as far as attempts go. And – He's not doing a lot with that. He hasn't had a rushing touchdown since week one. Yeah. So. No, I mean, he's looking – he looks good when he gets the ball. They're just – Kansas City hasn't looked like the same team they, they were last year. Um, and he's just they're, – they're splitting carries with him. He's not on the field all the time. So, he just makes me nervous for, from a longevity standpoint. So, I think if you're the vampire, you want – people are going to put up consistently high points. Yeah. I, th- I think better days are ahead for him, but I would I – would, Agree with you. I'd be taking Aaron Jones off of your team too. He's uh, he's already passed his bye week. That's a big factor for me. Um, the fact that he is getting let loose and it's not like the Aaron Jones slash sort of the Jamal Williams show this year is way more encouraging. It's like Matt Lafleur finally figured out what Aaron Jones is capable of. So yeah, I would agree with that. The the only other guy that I would probably consider taking from your team would be Raheem Mostert, but that's tough to do over Aaron Jones. I, I like Raheem Mostert a lot this year. Yeah, Mostert's fun to watch really fast. Uh, you know, the injury the last couple of weeks has, has hurt him. Um, but they always are splitting, for, like, splitting handoffs and splitting carries, um, except for last week. I guess they decided that Mostert was just going to get all of them. Um, but he got 31 know. He got thirty-one out of 68, I think, was the number for yeah. snaps on, on the snap count. So, I mean, he made him count. He certainly made him count. But, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know why you would play McKinnon over Mostert if I had the opportunity to. You could justify that. You could try to justify that a million ways, and I'll never go back in time and change it, Andrew. I would, but that is not how fantasy works. Well, let's let's go in the future and look at uh, Camper Dude. Let's look at Mick's team here. Mick Mick actually 
beat you this week, which oh, I, yeah. will, I will kind of humble brag here. I did predict that Nick was going to beat you on the last podcast, but I also said straight up, I don't know why I'm making that decision, but it worked out. So, yeah. Um, I mean, Mick's, Mick's got a, it's just a, an odd team, but they're all performing, you know? Yeah. I, I know you weren't thrilled with the trade that I made Mick last week, but let's look at Ronald Jones and Miles Gaskin here real quick. Miles Gaskin puts up 20 points and Ronald Jones puts up a respectable 15. He, he fell a little short. I know Fournette is there in the wings, but why would you bench or make Ronald Jones your second back right now when Fournette comes back? I, I mean, it's what they're paying for, Net. Ronald Jones is going gonna, gonna, gonna to get some carries. Tampa Bay just doesn't know what they're doing in the backfield. It's kind of like San Francisco. Um, they got, and, and Baltimore is the same way where they got, like, two or three good guys. They, they don't know who's the star, so they just kind of mix them all in, and they hope that they'll all have gas in the tank, so when they go in, they're performing well. Um, and th- those aren't really guys that I want anything to do with, um, especially Ronald Jones out of those, those guys. I think he's the backup to Fournette there. I think it's going to stay that way. Um, he had the, with only putting up 15 points now, he did have a touchdown against the Bears there. That I don't, I don't know how he didn't get that touchdown. That was obnoxious. Even after review, too, they yeah. should have given that to him. They, uh, they definitely got robbed of that. And we're Bears fans, so that's yeah. saying something. Uh, Miles Miles Gaskin is interesting. Miami might be good. Like Miami might be really. Miami good. is good, um, right? Miami is a good football team. They're you know they're fun to watch too. Fitzpatrick is fun to watch. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's hard to say, um, but I, if if they'll continue to be good or, but they they really beat up San Francisco. I mean, San Francisco benched Jimmy Garoppolo in the middle of this game because they were playing so poorly against them. Right. So, um, I, I don't know if I'm looking at mixed team, I'm I'm probably taking Travis Kelsey. The guys, the guys, uh, a man among boys. Um, like watching him run down the field, he looks like uh, Gronk did like five or six years ago, where. He, you know, he gets the ball and he's just running downhill. People are bouncing off him. The guy's a freak of nature. Um, Mahomes loves throwing on the ball. So, yeah, it, it has to be Kelsey for me. Yeah, I wonder if aside from his hands, he's just made of rubber. Because I was watching the game the other day and people were trying to make a tackle on him. And they were they were literally bouncing off of him while he was running on the field. I would, I would, I would agree um, about Kelsey. The tight end landscape's really thin that I would take him. I'd be very tempted to take Allen Robinson off of that team just because with Nick Foles under center, uh, it's hard to make the argument that he's not going to be as consistent as he has been all year, even with bad quarterback play. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's eyeballing him every throw. I think he's, he's his first target. So, I mean, he's going to get, he's going to get targets. You're watching him every week. So it's it's fun to have. Yeah. So, I mean, that'd be tough, but I think Kelsey is a a difference maker in that tight end spot. He's going to, he's putting up 20 plus points consistently. Yeah, it's a, it's a good pick. I would agree with you there. Um, all right, jumping over on to Jeff's team here, who do you got? Hans Molman. Hans Molman. Ooh, I, I mean, with you got to go Kareem Hunt, I think, with how much the Browns are running the ball and uh, the injuries over there where he's the, he's the star. Um, I mean, Jeff really lucked out there. He's got Mahomes, who's – I mean, Mahomes is, is fun to have. He can put up 40 points in a week. Um, you know, he's – Drake's disappointing. Montgomery's interesting, but I, I'd have to go with Kareem Hunt just with how much they're running the ball. They, they love running the ball in, in Cleveland right now. Yeah. Like you said, it's tough to want to take a quarterback in the, the running back landscape so thin. I would agree I would be taking Kareem Hunt off of this team, which would not have been the case like two weeks ago before Chubb goes yeah. down. But 
that's why you that's why you roster Kareem Hunt is because at worst he has flex appeal even when Chubb is there because he'll be the satellite back and they also rotate sort of like Latavius Murray, uh, Alan Kamara. I see um, what you did there with flex appeal by the way. Very nice. You know, you, you do you like that? Good. <laughs> um, yeah, it'd be tough for me to pass on Patrick Mahomes, but I would have to do it for Kareem Hunt. Um, all right, that one's pretty easy. Let's move over to Brett's team. Who are we thinking we would take from Brett's team here? Brett's, Brett, Brett has a new team name every week, and I don't know what any of them mean. Do you uh, really not? No. You do not? No. It's Wonder Boy. Wonder Boy? What's Wonder Boy? From Tenacious D. Oh, I, I mean, I haven't listened to Tenacious High D. above the mucky muck. Castle made of clouds. Come on, dude. I'm learning something now. Oh, my dude, God. This is good. This is, this is very educational. Not much to say when you're high above the mucky muck. All right. Maybe just edit it in where the song's just playing instead of you singing. I can't. You know, last week I wanted to, to lead in with uh, Cool in the Gang, Celebrate yeah. Good Times, but uh, copyright infringement stopped me from doing that. So uh, you just have to settle for my... Four second, a, four second tribute to that. That's, that's fair. This is just a tribute. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, yeah I know. I it's another easy decision here. I mean, Zeke is going to be uh, a monster in Dallas with with Dak being out. They're going to have to rely on him. He's going to have to put the whole team on his back. Um, so it's got to be Zeke with his Mickey yeah. Mouse haircut here in this picture. <laughs> if you look at his notepad on Yahoo too, the greatest part is when you look at that. It looks like he has no hair because of the black <laughs> background. Um, yeah, the funny thing is, <clears throat> not really funny, but like Zeke has underperformed this year and he's still consistently at 20 points, like on any given moment. Yeah. And that, that floor, is underperformed. Yeah. His floor is great. Um, and like I said, he's just, he's going to consistently get fed, uh, there. Um, and Brett's, I mean, Brett, I was scared of his team the most coming out of the draft just because he's got a lot of, a lot of guys that are like consistent performers. Um, kind of like all in the top 10, it feels like, you know, in his starting lineup. Uh, right. Jacobs is a solid performer. Uh, Robert Woods, I mean, he's got a lot of guys. Godwin, when he gets healthy. So, Brett's team's pretty pretty scary the rest of the season. And I think even if he were to lose Zeke, he still he still could perform. He'd be hurting at running back. But Todd Gurley's looked look good last week somehow. So You know, can we just can we just not continue to try to make Todd Gurley a thing? He's, yeah, no. he's done. He should be done. And why? It, why is he so consistent in fantasy right now? I don't get it. Atlanta's bad. Like it, maybe just because they they're constantly losing, they're throwing the ball to him. He's running the ball. I don't. I don't get it. If you were watching any of those games, I'm not. I'm not denying Todd Gurley was a great running back. Uh, you know, two years ago before this injury happened to him, and it sucks that that's the case. I'm not denying that at all. But like, if you watched the Falcons game the past two weeks, they. They had to skip or they, they had to like get him to the outside every time. And I don't know why you're dishing him the ball when you're behind as much as you are. Like, what's the point of that? Yeah. It's just poor decision-making by Matt Ryan. I think like they're, they're not throwing the deep ball as much as they should be with the threats that they have. Um, but, you know, I'd be throwing the ball deep at least once a drive. I think with Ridley and Julio Jones, like especially Julio, just throw the ball up to the man. Yeah. All right. Lightning round. Here's an interesting one for you. Um, let's go to my team real quick. Who would you be taking for me? Probably no one. Your team's hot trash. Okay, but if you uh, had to take somebody. <laughs> uh, let me see. Jackie Daytona. Jackie Daytona. 
man, I thought I gotta go with Hopper or Hill. I think Kittle's interesting. Oh, uh, now now you have multiple picks. All of a sudden, it's hot. Tra- it's hot garbage, but you like a couple of guys. It's hard because you dumpster so diving. Small. Yeah, <laughs> it's like going to a garage sale here. As somebody else's trash. Um, no, I mean Hopkins and Hill are two of the top five receivers. Like I said, you just completely rebuilt your team here around wide receiver. You've given up on running back as a position in fantasy football. I never thought I'd see the day. Um, I'd probably go with with uh, Hill over Hopkins just because Arizona hasn't really been playing that well for me. And I think Kansas City is just consistently going to dominate. And they love throwing the ball. Even when they're winning by 20 points, they still love throwing the ball. Yeah, and Hill, uh, what's devastating even more is if you watch that game, Hill had a touchdown called back too. So I would not have lost this week had that not been the case for like offensive holding that clearly wasn't holding. Uh, anyway. <laughs> He's playing the smallest violin in the world for you, Andrew. That looked pretty large to me. Uh, oh. you, <laughs> no comments, no comments, no comments. <laughs> Uh, I don't know why you would. I don't know why you would pass on Kittle on my team. Honestly, I think Kittle's the top guy. Uh, and at that landscape, like wide receivers, dime a dozen. I would go for Kittle. All right. So Peel's an interesting one here. Let me tell you who I would take first. Yeah. Uh, I would take DK Metcalf. Yeah, I think I have to do it if I'm looking at the team today. Devonta Adams is hard to pass up on, but like DK Metcalf has Russell Wilson throwing him the ball, and he's having himself that MVP year. I want that. I yeah. want that. I mean, after he, he did you very dirty this week, and I would I would try to take that man as well. Yeah. Uh, if I were you, I love Devonta Adams. Uh, and we're saying that over Dalvin Cook right now, too. By the way, yeah, Dalvin Cook. Uh, he's he's a, he got a little beat up this week. I think Peel made some good moves and got uh, you know got some insurance there uh, with with uh, his backup in Madison. So he uh, traded for him at the right time. He did. Uh, you know, uh, which, you know, it's for you guys, there's a big, some big players moving around, um, you know, with yeah. over Madison moving over to him, but he got some much needed insurance. And I think it's really going to help him this week. We um, originally, the trade was just going to be Mixon for Hill straight up. Hill offered that for three weeks. I said no. And then Mixon had that big week. And I, uh, or, or the week before that Peel didn't want to make the trade after offering it two seconds later, he declined it. And then, uh, and then he decided that he was going to go for it as long as he got the handcuffs. So I was happy because I was able to turn around and spin uh, Ronald Jones off in that trade uh, and, and turn that into a Kittle thing. But um, I gave up two running backs to do that, to build it a position. I have a lot of faith or confidence in two guys that have just been underperforming for me. So, yeah. you know, I really wish David Johnson was having the year that Todd Gurley was having or is having. Like, why can't he be the guy? Every year I put my faith in David Johnson. Every year, David Johnson's just like, eh, I'll, I'll be okay this year. I don't want to be. He great week, week one. He looked like this was going to be his, his year, week one. And then he just, yeah, then he's gone back. To I'm hoping that the the uh, Texans switching up the coaching staff is going to be better for their run game because you don't trade Hopkins for David Johnson to not feature him as the guy in this, this offense. But that's yeah. been the case. So. But before I – before I drop off here, we got a we, we there's two coaches that have been fired, right? And, and Adam Gase still has a job as of today. I don't get it. Like the Jets have to intentionally be tanking. They should be fined for this. I just saw an article saying they're putting Le'Veon on the trade block. Like they're just trying to lose. It's very obvious. Um, they're, they're Bell wants to be traded. He he yeah. liked to tweet. He liked to tweet earlier this week um, regarding a trade from something. I'll, I'll I'll have to pull it up and look at it. But he liked some news about it. Yeah. 
So they're, they're trying to lose. Uh, if you have anyone who's playing in New York, like you said last week, it's just it's a bad situation. 0-10 uh, for both both teams combined in, in New York. Um, it's just terrible to be a football fan in New York right now. Yeah, unless your name is Crowder or Slayton, you're not having a good year. Yeah. No, but I, I mean, and I, I don't understand it, but the Jets are trying to lose and they should be fine for it. Yeah, I don't want anything to do with New York uh, sports football at all this year. Um, especially with Joe Flacco and Sam Darnold and Daniel Jones. I mean, Daniel Jones is okay, but uh, hey, man, I know you got to go. Thanks for coming on here and not ripping into me too much about the loss this week. Yeah, I, uh, oh, this, this was fun. It's like uh, reliving the old glory days uh, back on the, the sidelines of uh, Wildcat basketball court. So I oh, definitely yeah. have to do it again. I'm hoping you can get some more people in here. Uh, you know, like I said, people would have been electric this week. Maybe you can join you next week. Um, but yeah, this was, this was a lot of fun. Yeah. Once we're a week removed, we don't talk about two weeks prior, so we won't no. be talking about what happened that week. Very so unfortunately, yeah. yeah, unfortunately, uh, that won't be the case. All right, man. Appreciate it. And, yep. uh, we'll definitely have to talk to you later. See ya. All right, guys, that's going to do it for the week five recap and the week six preview along with Ryan and my pick for the, uh, vampire bites of the week. Uh, boy, week five really blew for a lot of guys. I, I think the guys that won, like, Maybe you're happy with the victory. I don't know, but you should be ashamed of yourself. This is not a good week to be a winner. I don't know. Every week's a good week. I just don't know what it feels like anymore. I need this. All right, guys. We'll see you next week.